Are you uh, ready to roll? I've got all the talking points. You brought talking points this week. I knew. I well, the idea is Yeah, I knew I forgot to do something. Ah, oh. uh, oh, we'll figure it out as we go, Jay. That's how we do it. We're professionals, right? Yes, we are. You got your little your dolly to show off in the in the figure spotlight oh, there. No, I don't. Well, you better get uh, that because you know our podcast that people listen to, they'll never be able to see your <laughs> your important. <laughs> This even is why some, you need to check it out on YouTube. Even getting some, I can just be lazy and just show her, I guess. Oh, really? Something you already no. showed on Facebook? Oh, okay, so all right, dirty. All right. Oh, I wanted to. Oh my god, I'm gonna have this conversation with you. Oh god. <laughs> Welcome to the Jay and Rob Toy Show. Another fun-filled episode coming your way. My name is Rob McZaw, better known and more appropriately known as Rob McCallum. And once again, I am joined by Mon Frere Extraordinaire, the man who doesn't even need to say hi, Jay Bartlett. Jay, we're just jumping right into it. You, oh, so did you want to say hi this week? Uh, okay, hi. so anyway, hi. we're moving right along. <laughs> Go ahead. Say, say your funny bits. Start the show off with your energy. Let's get going. Hi, everybody. I'm really honored that I actually get to say hello for once because you usually don't let me. So Every three I- episodes, you'll you'll be allowed to address the, the audience. Fair enough. I'm excited, man. I don't know what you have in store, but I got a lot of stuff. But go ahead. Well, we're going to start off with our icebreaker, which is just another way of saying we've got another topic to start with, but we call it an icebreaker. So it sounds more important than it really is. Let's talk COVID. (laughs) There's been in the news the last couple of weeks, uh, two very promising vaccines. Um, I've, you know, been completely shuttered, locked in my basement, dealing the best that I can still very much in the world of toys and toy collecting and and playing. I know you've gone and made one or two trips more locally than anything else. Of course, I got to ask you, what is the biggest toy thing that you want to do once you get vaccinated and the world is kind of, you know, able to resume what is the biggest toy thing that you want to do? I just want to get out there on the road again. Let's do season two. That's what I'm hoping for. Well, we're not uh, there's asking nothing too like, much, are we? There's nothing like um, being out there with you and, uh, you know, whoever else that we're with. Just looking at the stuff we love and not feeling scared. Um, I ventured way out of my comfort zone about a month ago. I went to Hamilton um, for the Inhumanoids figures. Um, now available and for it, review on Jay Bartlett's Exorcist website. Yeah, yeah the, the first one of three is up. Um, but it was so weird, dude, like going in that store and um, it's cool stuff, toys, and it's awesome store in Hamilton. But I, I didn't want to really touch anything. And being in another city, it was really weird. It reminded me of Walking Dead, driving down the highway and seeing those signs. that's like, stay six feet back, you know. And it was weird because I hadn't been out outside of London since this all started. And it was just, it felt wrong. I'm like, I probably shouldn't be here, but uh, it's in humanoids. And I had like 30 masks on. So, so the the big question I got to ask, what is, you know, the budget that you're going to set aside for when you're ready to be unleashed in the world again of toys and you go on your big first toy venture. Oh, that's tough to say. I'm, you and I haven't really done without, I mean, as much as I want to support local, I try and support heroes as much as I can. I try and get down there a couple times a month. 
Um, but I mean, we've been buying stuff on eBay and big bad toy store. So it's not like I've done without anything. Um, and I don't have anything like really in the back of my mind that I'm super like hungry for to get. How about you? Well, I know there's one thing you want. We were talking about that the other day on the phone. Yeah. I mean, I've been itching for the blank now, big time. And I've got a couple options I'm looking at and I, and I listened to our friends, in Australia, the Toy Power podcast, and they talked about uh, a lot that Trent had seen in the early 2000s. It was $30 for like all the Dick Tracy figures and the blank was in there. And Oof. and he was at the moral conundrum. Do I take a chance and spend the 30 bucks and hope that it's him because it's or her, I guess, because it was a blurry picture? Or do I reach out and get confirmation? So he reached, That's out, all, yeah. he reached out and got confirmation and then he bought it anyways but the package never came. Oh, you got scammed. No yeah. way. And he thought, okay, well, you know, it takes a while for stuff to get to Australia. Cause it's, you know, a couple months, usually from a standard eBay shipping, but then three months went by, four months went by. And like he said, it's not really about the cash. It's more about the, the opportunity. So yeah, I mean, I've been itching to get uh, the, the blank, but I mean, I've never really had a budget when it comes to this kind of stuff. Either I can afford it or I can rationalize to pull the trigger on something that I want or I don't. And sometimes I get stuff because, you know, you're on the journey and you want to have a memento from it. And those things usually mean more than, you know, anything you order online, Uh, anything, especially current stuff that you pre-order, you know, great. I got it. Click. I don't have to worry about trying to find it because it's a cool figure and it just arrives at your doorstep, but you know, getting something, you know, in a store that you're at that's tied to something else. I mean, not everybody does action figure adventure like we do, but you know, when you go out and you have a story cause you're with your buddies or something like that and you found it on the road, that that's always fun. So um, even like getting stuff for my son is always fun. Uh, that was one thing I was doing a lot when we were filming, like, yeah, there was things I wanted, but what could I get him? And now when I look at his collection, I'm like, Hey, I got that there. I got that there. I got that there. And it's cool to look back. He doesn't care cause he doesn't know, but he loves playing with it. So that's also right. fun. Yeah, a lot of the times, um, the most fun items that we come across are the ones that we didn't know we were looking for, which was the case uh, all throughout Action Figure Adventure. When we went into whatever store, and it's like, oh my God, look at that, remember that. Um, So I almost like that more than kind of having a list. You know what I mean? Like, there's those items that we always want in the back of our head. It's the sense of discovery, right? There's no sense of discovery online. You don't just randomly find something online. Like, you might if you're just searching through page after page on eBay. But you're usually typing in the thing you want. Yeah, the best you can do is, like, a part slot or something like that. Uh, Like, a lot of Star Wars or He-Man or whatever you're looking for. And you might find something in the picture, but... That's pretty tough now with the, with the internet. Everybody knows what they have. It's it's you know you don't hear the uh, the sealed flag in grandma's attic stories very much anymore, right? Because people know exactly what things are worth, and it's so easy to look up prices now. You get it maybe like once or twice a year. Somebody found something that they forgot they had, or you know comes across something in a garage sale. But yeah, it is not like. It's not like it used to be, or at least uh, it seems that it used to be that way where, you know, turn of the century, like, you know, 2000 to 2005, it was like, look at all the stuff that's there and, oh, wow, I got it for an unbelievable score and they just didn't know the value of it. It just, it seems like another error, but this kind of really brings us to our first topic and that's what kind of a collector 
are you? And you and I talk about discussion points leading up to every show, you know, what things we want to discuss. So this is going to bundle a bunch of different things in there. Um, first off, you know, are you loose or are you an in-package collector? And how do Am you I decide? Loose? Are Easy, you a, <laughs> Well, hey, 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 hey. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, whoa, whoa. this is not a family-friendly show, mister. Um, you, you said it. You keep your tightness you, features alone. You said it. You said it. I said um, it. Oh, I said it, Bill. So a good buddy of mine made a, a really cool series called uh, Video Game Box Art. You might have heard of it. I heard and, it's um, not that great. Yeah, it's it's. Don't tell them though. Don't tell us <laughs> that. Coming um, to a screen near you. <laughs> that really puts in perspective the importance of the packaging, especially when you get older and you appreciate uh, that it's you know a true art form. So that being said, I know you ride me about the Masters of the Universe classics, uh, some of the ones that I don't have opened. But honestly, it really depends. For something, my favorite line of all time to collect is Star Wars, the vintage line. With those, it's 100% in the package because the card art to me is more impressive than the figure. So this is where I have to take issue because for me, there is like almost no art on the classics package. I know. It's weird, man. I'm telling you. I think it's because, like we talked about a couple episodes ago, I'm, I'm really late to the Classics game. Uh, that being said, She-Ra, Adora, and uh, Swiftwind that I got there were pushing 1K for those three. So, yeah, to open those now, it just seems like, like I just can't do yeah, it. Yeah, but it I'll never... Like, I will never forget because you got to play with classics figures in hand before I did, because uh, you, both times, I guess that I've collected classics. I never had one open. I never opened one. I never touched one, not even in passing, not into other people's collections that we had gone by, not at a show or anything like that. And you, yeah. and, and I'll never forget you, you came to me because you got your first classic. I think it was Hordak or something. And you're like, Oh man, it's so cool to hold. And just to put it down on the table, it's like, bam, it just sits there. It's rock solid. Yeah. You can pose yep. it any way you want without any issue. It is just so awesome to have such a developed six inch figure that just is, it has like a mass a presence to it. And you were just blown away in and awe. And from that point on, yep. I'm like, you know what? I'm opening all this shit. So the stuff that I had and I bought some loose, I'm like, Oh, these are wicked to hold in hand. And I enjoy them so much more now that I've opened them. So, so for, for me, for now, like stuff like the, the Thundercats ultimates, I opened all of them. Right. Um, and that packaging, I think, is a lot better than classics. It's along the same style. Um, but those are all opened. I don't know. Maybe I'll get to it. I don't know. Like I have Sorceress too, and I know she's like $600. So, and the funny thing, Rob, about all that is, is it's not going anywhere. I would never sell this stuff. If I was going to sell any of my collection, I would buy more toys with it or yeah. video games or whatever. Right. So it's like this stuff's not going anywhere. It's just there's something about that. And uh, I guess to answer the question now, I'm more of a loose collector. Um, hey, stuff's hey, cool hey, in the now. box. Hey, hey, hey. I don't want to hear what... <laughs> I'm a little uh... more loose. I'm a little loose. Um, stuff's really cool in the box. But honestly, like the Black Series stuff and uh, like I said, the Thundercats, when you open them and you actually get to touch them and pose them, it's crazy. It's, it's such a better feeling than have something in a box that you can't touch. What about vehicles? vehicles so like um, like a cobra hiss or something 
or you know the night raven or the yeah. battle ram or the thunder tank i guess at this stage in my collecting a life cycle um I don't need to get things in the box. I, I just, I'm happy to have it. If it's something like the new um, G.I. Joe retro line, the, the Hiss tank and the Awestriker are out. Um, I would probably keep the Hiss sealed because the box art is so great. And that vehicle is only about $30. So that's not too bad. But uh, yeah, I like playing with stuff. <laughs> We're humans. We need to touch things, right? That's yeah, I, I think the, the tactile sense that toys give us, especially since they're designed for play, even the adult toys or the toys that are you know marketed towards us adult collectors there's still that playetic or toyetic vibe that you know they're meant to be moved up and down they have hinges they're posed otherwise you would buy a statue or something that isn't supposed to be posed or or manipulated or have a sword in a hand or like a blaster or something so they're they're supposed to designed with movement in mind and to deny that experience feels like you're cheating yourself a little bit which kind of brings yeah. to, to the big question, unless you wanted to talk, like, do you have a thought about like the joy of playing with the tactile? Yeah. I mean, when I, when I do my videos, I've been doing YouTube um, for about eight months now. And one of the, f- my favorite parts when I'm shooting is I pose the figure in three or four different poses and just let it sit on there for four seconds. So you can look at it. That's my favorite part. Um, so I took, uh, you know, Din from the Mandalorian and I'm just trying to think of all the episodes. I'm like, okay, remember when he walked through the bar and then he tried and emulate that pose, right? I love that. There's something so special about that. It, it brings you closer to the character and the figure in a way that looking through it through a cardboard box, is just not the same, man. It's not the yeah, same. I, I think it, it gives you, this is going to sound cheesy, but I think you develop a relationship with the figure and there's an experience yeah. and an underlying connection when you can actually sit there and touch it and play. You, you, you know it better. You know that, yeah. you know, everybody knows like what a GI Joe is like <clears throat> to pull its waist out from its chest. You know, that feeling same with masters when those legs get, you know, twisted in the inside and you got to flip them back around you know, that yeah. feeling and you don't get something like that by just looking at the package. And I think that feeling and that feeling when you hold like a battle armor, he and you feel the, the drum inside flip, you know that you can't get that just by by looking at it. and i think that's such an important part of, of toys and, and toy collecting i mean you don't have to open everything you get but i think you you're really missing a, a big sensory part of it and the love that goes with collecting when when you don't experience that so that's i mean that's the uh that's the rub right i mean that's there's so many figure lines out there that have such great packaging like the new joe classifieds Actually, pretty much everything Hasbro is doing right now is pretty unified as far as packaging goes. And they have those beautiful murals on the back and it looks so good, man. So it's like, you don't want to destroy that. But at the same time, you know, what do you do? Well, you buy two, right? This is what I was going to get to, the the rule of two. So where are you with the rule of of two? I remember growing up and just to clarify everybody, the rule is two is you buy two of everything so that you can open one and display another or tuck the other one away for safekeeping. Uh, I remember growing up, you were always, always the rule of two guy. You always got yeah. two of everything. I mean, Star Wars, Joe, everything. Has that changed? How has that evolved? 
Does it matter? It's changed. It's changed because uh, like many of us Star Wars collectors, we learned our lesson with uh, Power of the Force 2, which I still think is a fantastic line, which is, you know, the reboot in 1995 that is still going today for the most part. Um, and I didn't buy two because I thought they were going to be worth money because that's not ever going to be the case again. But it was more because I just love the way they look uh, displayed. I have since we've known each other, I've had action figures on my wall in every place I've ever lived. Right. I just love the way it looks just that huge image of just like 500 figures looking at you and their card art. I love that. But at the same time, you know, I was big on, I uh, remember when Phantom Menace came out, I took uh, Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan and Darth Maul and I glued them onto the top of my dashboard in my car. Right. Cause I just, <laughs> And boy, those hot summer days, whoa. Yeah, they started to lean. And, and I'm like, I don't think I, I don't think I thought this through. <laughs> no, or those warm winter days when you crank the heat, they would lean again. Oh, not, not to mention the sun fading that happened to Oh, that didn't that didn't happen all of them. Darth Maul has a gray cloak, right? Yeah, he's got a gray you cloak. You have the special edition Meltor <laughs> summer version of Darth Maul. I remember pulling up to stoplights, many a stoplight. You know, you look at the person beside you, just thinking I was so cool. And the person who would look back at me, no, they didn't think that at all. <laughs> Never communicated the same back to you. There's like, a guy glued toys on his dashboard. Well, that took the car down about $500. <laughs> well, it, it didn't necessarily increase it. And when you sold it, you couldn't get the figures off. Did you try so this year? Did you take those figures off that car? Yeah. And they, they had to be scrapped. Uh, they were so brittle because of the sun. Right. Um, I remember Obi-Wan, his ankles came off. Like, <laughs> it, they broke off just because it was so brittle from being in the sun. Um, I was just going to say, this year, I did a few of the Rule of Two. I got two of Darth Nihilus from Star Wars. Um, I, I'm going to do, at the end of the year, uh, the best figures of the year that, that I've come in contact with. And he's a pretty close candidate to being number one. I just... I love that figure so much. Uh, I bought two of them. So I did open one and I have one sealed, which is weird because the black series allows you to take it out anyway. So really I just bought another $30 piece of tape. If you really think about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of the, the ones that I've bought two of, cause I, I could only really pick and choose. I never really got to do the rule of two too often. I'd always just, you know, keep it in the, uh, on card or in the box. But this year, I mean, I guess it was the year before when you consider pre-orders, it was uh, the movie line of Masters figures. So Dark Despot Skeletor, so the Black Cloak, God Skeletor with the gold. uh, And Horde Zombie He-Man was another one. And I still have some classics I haven't opened. I don't have two of them, but I just, I don't have anywhere to display them right now. As you you pointed out earlier, I'm still in Freddy's boiler room. I don't know if I'm going to drywall this place. I've got a setup over there. Eh. It, it is what it is, but yeah, as far yeah. as the rule of two, I mean, it's almost impossible. And this goes back to the topic of what kind of collector you are to go back and be a vintage of two. I joked with you about the blank. I said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to army build the blank, you know, because <laughs> why not, you know, army build with a 3000 run figure and, and try to get them all. There's a, there's an action figure adventure. Get all 3000. Well, you got uh, that big Nintendo quest money, right? So you can army build blank. Yeah. I mean, at, at a whopping four cents a view with, you know, three views a month, I get uh well, I get a good 12 cents. I can take and get some gummy candies. That's right. That's right. 
Um, Nintendo Quest, ladies and gentlemen, on Amazon Prime. Take a look at it. And box art, the video, s- game, video game box art coming to a screen near you. Send me your nickels, please. <laughs> the other thing to take into consideration is stuff like Super 7. Um, again, this is Canadian dollars. Uh, you know, a Thundercat with shipping is $70, $80. Um, again, if, you, if your um, collection is focused and if you're just doing Thundercats, maybe the rule of two is fine. But for me, there's I can't buy two of each. And yeah. again, I just want to, I know I'm taking up a lot of the time with this, nope. but it's a really good, this is a really good topic here. Um, we were doing a shoot at uh, one of the studios that, that we were shooting stuff, action figure adventure. And remember we got to play for the first time with the, uh, the He-Man movie, He-Man and Skeletor. And I saw pictures of the Dolph Lundgren figure online in the, the box. I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. And you brought yours and you opened it. And as soon as I touched it, and I'm yeah. not even lying, I'm like, this is my favorite He-Man figure of all time. I, I just absolutely love it. Like you could take his blaster and put it in the holster. And there's something about experiencing that. Yeah. Uh, and this his cape was so big and flowing. I'm like, yeah, I've this always is loved him way with the better cape. than the picture. Yeah. I've always loved He-Man with that red cape. You know, a lot of people like to dog that film, but I think, you know, you and I have always been a big fan of it. And yeah. while the plot's a little hokey going to Earth, which is very much like, you know, the very first Thor film that came out 10 or so years ago at this point, where Thor's stuck on Earth and yada, yada. But there's so many awesome elements still a part of that live action movie. I like the cape. Skeletor is amazing. The cosmic key yeah. is a really cool device. And it all translated so well to those those classics figures when, when they all came out. And a question for you, because you are the He-Man expert. Um, Gwildor was created because they couldn't figure out a way to do Orko. Is that correct? Or was he just part of the story? He's more part of the story. I mean, you know, I remember when we interviewed the director and we didn't put him in the documentary because he had some uh, challenging legal allegations around him. And we wanted to make sure that we were on the right side of history. So we chose to remove him. But Gary Goddard did say that it's not that, you know, Gwildor is replacing Orko for example, as a small character. It's just that we couldn't afford to do Orca or Battle Cat, but they're still in the universe. They're just not part of this story. Right, yeah. So okay. that's the easiest way to kind of answer it. I guess to tie up that whole Rule of Two segment, uh, my point to oh, the we're not, we're not we're not done. We're not done. We okay, got, cool. My, my point to the, the movie He-Man figure was, I was really intrigued by it when I saw the pictures of it online, but until I actually got the figure in my hand, I was like, yeah, I think the next day I ordered him and Skeletor. Remember, I was like, yeah, I, I got to have this. Yeah. Um, and that they're just amazing. That rebel leader He-Man, as it's called in the line, is one that I'm on the fence about, about ordering another one, because they do still have a few in stock at Big Bad Toy Store. So I, I'm contemplating getting another one. That way I have, you know, both Skeletor and He-Man from the movie, you know, in package, so to speak. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. I, I mean, I would. I, I don't have. I know you other. would. I know you. What's the other one? Karg is yeah, the was, other one. Right? It was a repaint of Karg, though. So they had they had released okay, Karg right. already, but it was a repaint, a more movie accurate okay. uh, Karg. You know, and they'd already released Blade and Sorod, of course. Blade was my first classics. Remember, you made fun of me. No, I uh, I uh, <laughs> I didn't make fun of you. I mocked you incessantly because, like, oh, this is awesome. I'm like, yeah. And then, like, every time you it's... looked at it, you're like, oh, what did I do? <laughs> well, it's 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 Blade and. And this goes back to um, expendable 
income we didn't have when we were kids that we now have as adults. And yeah. I remember Blade was released later in the line. Yeah. Almost near the end, I think. Yeah. And never got Blade. Never saw Blade. He's a cool character, too. He really is. And so so I'm like, you know, as a big boy now, I see the new articulated blade who looks just like he came off the screen. I'm like, I'm going to buy that thing. Like, he's, so that's your first, him, that, like, that was your first classic that you bought. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah, they, yeah. And you were like, I remember we were looking at the case and, and at a treehouse there. And you're like, really? I mean, there's like Skeletor and Zodak and you want blade. I'm like, yeah, man. Of course, you know, me and those B-side characters, right? I have a soft spot for that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you certainly do. But this, this you, you just mentioned income, right? So what are our collecting limits? I mean, obviously, budget is always going to play a factor when it comes to collecting. But the other thing is space. Yeah, I was just going to say that. You know, but- like how valuable is space? Because even as I'm unpacking my stuff a little bit and I'm in a, a, a bigger place than I was before, albeit unfinished for now, like I'm running out of space of where to put what. So now I'm having to prioritize what I do want on display. And, you know, do I, the stuff that I have two of, where does it go? So what kind of a collector are you? Is it quality? Is it quantity? <laughs> like the value of space, like you don't have an infinite house to, to store all this stuff anyways. You know, we've been talking about your room a lot offline, you know, how, how your room is getting packed. And, you know, when you buy two of everything, that's only going to shrink twice. <laughs> I, love how, <laughs> I love how you call it the room. Uh, now we're big boys. So I turned my old bedroom into the studio. Now we should call it the studio. Oh, I'm, I'm the sorry. Room, the, the studio bedroom. <laughs> the secrets out in my house uh, where I shoot everything. Yes. Is my old childhood bedroom. So there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm still not going to talk about the the big toy. That's going to be a reveal later. But uh, I wanted that in here so bad, and it took up a lot of room. But yeah, uh, we got a, a collector buddy again, uh, Peter, uh, awesome dude. Yeah, and he his basement is jam packed from floor to ceiling with just boxes, and it's. I mean, it doesn't look bad. It looks really cool, but yeah, like I feel for that guy. Like, where, where do you put all this stuff? To the point where you have like Jabba's barge and stuff like that. It's like I can't open it because there's no space. It's like, oh my god, like that. And to put this in man. perspective for people, he had he was a, a rule of two collector. He bought two of everything for classics. So there's 350 plus figures for classics, and he bought a second one. And when they included two heads in it, he would buy a third one so that he could display two open with both alternate heads that's impressive you know and at first you know when you get into it early you can see why it's so easy to do it because you know like we talked about before it's 20 25 you know a figure you can spend you know 100 bucks and you're fine you're 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 solid between both figures and shipping so it's not that big of a deal now at 50 bucks a pop it's a little bit harder you brought up super seven and there is one figure that i've ordered from them and i thought when they announced this line i was going to be uh you know, uh, a rule of two for this, for this line, for sure. I thought, no, this is one I'm going to rule a two on. And I, and I thought, oh my God, this is, I love this so much. I can't believe it. I never saw this coming. And, and this is the one I can commit to, to going to rule a two. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's not Raph, is it? No, 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 not the, not the TMNT ultimates. Super seven. No. I'm drawing a blank. This this is an odd one, and you're gonna you'll you'll make fun of me because it'll be like, oh, of course you want this silly. Oh, it's Muppet something, isn't it? No, close Disney. No, okay. 
the Disney Ultimate okay. figures. So wave oh, one, okay. wave one is Sorcerer's Apprentice Mickey from Fantasia, Pinocchio who comes with Figaro and uh, Cleo the fish, and then Prince John who comes with Hiss from from Robin Hood. And I thought, oh my god, because of course you know I try to go you know to Disney once every couple of years with the family. You know, like so many of us, we grew up on those animated movies. But to see that they're going to do like actually articulated action figures with the accessories from these iconic movies that, you know, essentially were my childhood. It's just like, wow, I can't wait. And then I was like, that's a lot of money. You know, I pre-ordered the first wave. I was like, oh, man, this is expensive. Like how much are those each? Same as the turtles, 45 bucks a pop. You know, so three of them is 135 US plus shipping. And I'm like, you know what? I'm only going to get two of the one I really like best in the wave. So in this case, I got two of Prince John so that I can absolutely open it and have like the one figures that I want. Because you have such a love for um, classic Disney animation. Do you think a lot of that you wanting to have one in the package is... To bring you back maybe like uh, you know christmas time and birthdays and you you get to look at that and it's almost like a present that keeps giving to you does that make sense yeah i i think because they showed mock-ups of what they would look like in the package i really like just the way that they're they're posed and organized in the package and just to have yeah. them kind of beside each other like you did you know like you like you said like walking into the room and seeing 500 figures now i don't think this slide could get to 500 figures i mean there's enough disney characters but you know sure. just to have it organized in the package is is kind of cool like that but i also want to play with it and while i'm not a huge mickey mouse fan i really love robin hood every character in robin hood would be a great action figure i mean it's an action adventure story to begin with but prince john is one of those awesome iconic villains that I just can't wait to play with. He comes with alternate heads or faces and, you know, he comes with a sidekick and accessories. It's, it's just a really awesome take. And of course, designed by the horseman, you know, four horsemen toy wow, design yeah. did them as well. So it was like, yep, check, check, check. Like it just hit all the boxes for me to pull the trigger and at least do two of one figure. And if, you know, a wave in the future has like three figures that I, like, I love, then yeah, I'll find a way to make it work. And I'll, you know, I'll return pre-orders that I have for six months from now that I don't want and justify, well, I'm saving $300 on those things that I don't want anymore. And so I'll put it in this and then like two weeks will go by and I'll feel sad at night and feel lonely and I'll just have to pre-order those <laughs> ones again. <laughs> well, that's what's great about Big Bad is that there's, yeah. uh, God bless them, there's no repercussions. You know, if you, yeah. you pre-order 20 things, you cancel and they're like, okay, cheers, man. And when yeah, you and pre-order, even, you don't, and even don't when you put a deposit down, yeah. Yeah, and even when you pre-order them and they arrive and they're in your pile of loop, you can still cancel them. You just get big bad credit for what you right. what it cost you. So now I'm sitting there with some credit in my big bad account. Feels like I can go on a shopping spree. It's like, oh well, I've got credit for this. So check, 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 check out, <laughs> boom, done. <laughs> oh yeah. Is that and you share some of that uh, big bad credit there. But how valuable is, is is space to you? Because you know we have remarked that your room is getting a little a little tight to, to the, film. The studio, the studio is getting a little tight. The, the bedroom. Um, <laughs> it's funny. I'm looking when I do my desk shots. Right where I'm sitting is where the couch was. Yeah, remember the couch we. Yeah. Before the, we the funny out. thing anyway. is, I remember like every single layout that you've ever had in that room. So right now where you're facing 
is where you had that long kind of white beige dresser where your TV was on the end and Mario was on top of the TV kicking the 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 yep. Koopa Troopa and that's where your Atari was and that's when we first played Spider-Man on Atari. That was right there. And the wrestler yeah, the, to the left of it. The TV it. was right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's insane. So, uh, memory yeah. lane, man. I'm telling memory. you. Yeah. But how valuable is space? Uh, yeah. It's it's very it's very valuable, and you see a lot of collectors with the four sorry the four tier glass shelves from IKEA, you know those long skinny ones, and I have uh, three of them. Now what I've figured out doing, and I saw this um, actually when we were at Treehouse the first time, I was getting those uh, spice rack steps, right? So my Joes, now everything isn't flat, so I'm creating more space with these spice rack steps, and a lot of collectors do this, and it's. Uh, it's awesome, but um, running out of space is definitely an issue. Some pieces that are on display, unfortunately, sometimes have to get rotated out, right? And it's tough. And I thank goodness, you know, I have a fair-sized house and the basement is, is good for storage, but yeah, you got to pick and choose, right? Yeah, I, you know, we're going to reference this gentleman later on as well in the show, but Brom Wiseman, who's the owner of Heroes locally, our, our headquarters, our, our base in the base, um, he always says, you know, it's important to prune the collection. You know, it's got to be like a well-facilitated garden. You know, it can't just be overrun with all these different fruits and vegetables if it doesn't make sense. You want to have those quality, almost like country fair, like pieces. You got to win the blue ribbon every now and then. And you got to make yeah. room for that pumpkin to grow. I'm, I'm really adding the whole garden analogy. He didn't say that, but um, <laughs> it, it makes sense. You, you want to have something nice to display and not just sprawling and oddballs. And we all make, you know, guilty purchases, <clears throat> blade and you know it just doesn't always make sense so it's okay to to sell some stuff back and use that money to reinvest and because we only have so much space we're almost always forced to do that and like carson our good friend you know talked to us about collecting how much can you really enjoy of your collection if it's in boxes or in storage or in bins that you don't see well i mean that that goes back to nintendo quest when uh we were talking about I can't remember if it's in the film or not, or if it was a segment we shot that didn't make it, but or if it was in the car talking. But I'll let you know about, because I'm the keeper of footage. That's right, you are. Okay, so we talked about, I don't want to call out anybody, but one collection we saw was basically in like a vault. It was in a safe. You remember this? Yep. And as cool as that was, we were both like, yeah, there's no way I would do that. Like, I want to be able to see this stuff. So going back to what you said about Carson. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to have all these star Wars figures in packages. If I'm just going to put them in a bin and, and put them away, like what's the point to, to, to have that security to know that, yeah, I got Endor Han from 2005. Like, I don't care. I want to be able to see them every day. It's like art on the wall, you know? And do you think a collection, I know your answer already, but I want everybody that's, that's listening and watching to think about this. Do you think a collection should be designated to one area or room in the house? You know, it's like, well, this is like my collection and you like open the door and like, here's the collection, or this is my room and this is where it is. Or in your case, here's my studio. Here's where I keep all my stuff and do all my movie making, you know, like, yeah, well... I've always loved theme rooms and up until recently. Um, I love it. I, I mean, now it. I have it. It's really just now it's a theme house, to be honest. 
the bulk of the collection is in the room, but there's stuff definitely everywhere. You know, my legacy Falcon is <laughs> on my coffee table in the living room. You literally can't put a beverage on the table because it's now the docking bay for the Falcon. There's so big. Um, but yeah, there's Star Wars stuff everywhere. There's Joe stuff everywhere. It spills out, right? I don't mind so much. Um, as long as it's, uh, like Brom said, you know, nice, neat, organized, taken care of. It's not just thrown on a shelf, you know. I don't like random things together. So I know you can't see in the studio here. But every shelf, you know, there's He-Man, then there's Thundercats, and there's themes. Turtles. It's all themes. themes. Ideas. Themes. <laughs> Concepts. Groups. Yeah. So I'm kind of trailing off. But as long as it's kind of all together and it makes sense, then yeah. I've been running a psychological test in my house for the last little while. Now, now we've moved, but this started before we moved in my bathroom. And I kind of had my own kind of bathroom space in the old place. And now I'm sharing the bathroom vanity with, with my wife. Cause it's a, a dual vanity. We each have sinks on each side and my stuff is, you know, razors, blah, blah, blah. And that side and her stuff, you know, yada, yada. But in the corner of the bathroom, I have a snake eyes version four figure just sitting there. I didn't say anything about this. I just put it there one day just to see if I would get the, what are your toys doing outside of, you know, your office or your room? You know, uh, okay. I just kind of put yes. it there as an introduction to see what would happen if I did that. Now, phase two of this plan is to introduce <laughs> toys in another part of the house and just kind of put it on display. Now I should say my wife is like super cool. She allowed me to do all the decorating in the entire house to put up whatever on the walls, wherever I wanted. Yeah, I've had zero yeah. resistance about that. So our upstairs hallway has all yeah. the the Mondo Phantom City Creative Batman animated series prints. Uh, you know, our bedroom has nothing but like Henson and Muppet stuff in it. Um, I'm working on the, the downstairs kind of bathroom foyer area being like all masters animation cells and whatnot. So she's really cool about that stuff. But I get the feeling she goes in the bathroom and looks around and has like the song that plays in her head like one of these things is not like the others something here is that the pretender by doesn't belong. <laughs> yeah. yeah they they stole it from sesame street dave dave's oh, okay, time on sesame okay. street influenced the pretender um i think while well, that snake eyes maybe like creepily staring at her might uh shock her a bit if she's not prepared for it but i think if you had a little bit more of that maybe you should put a cobra commander beside him i don't know well maybe i'm worried that that too much too fast is like okay why do we have toys in the bathroom it's a clunky you know you it's the, <laughs> the vanity's already cluttered i don't i don't want to see this stuff let alone look at snake eyes or cobra commander you know like i can just see i feel it. yeah i feel, I feel very fortunate me. that in my life um every partner that i've had has never had an issue with any of this stuff um but I, that they've had a choice well, well, that's right, but I mean, you, <laughs> you, you come into my life, you know what you're getting, right? It's like you. I it's think like, <laughs> this, no, this reminds like... me of the opening of Nintendo Quest. I don't think it made the cut. <laughs> I think this is this is a deleted scene where we do your house oh, tour. Oh, well, sorry, I forgot. Like, <laughs> and we we tour your house and your video games and your toys and stuff are up, and you're pointing out your, you know, your your Foo Fighters shrine and all that. And I said, what are the what do the ladies think of the place? And you get all bashful and shy. You're like, oh, well, you know, they, they don't they don't seem to care. They, they don't seem to mind. I'm like, oh, so they don't have any objections to this stuff? No, thankfully not really. 
<laughs> I did. I did go on a couple dates with someone, and I will not say her name for the sake of protection. Um, I went on a few dates with her, never met her. It was like a blind date thing. And she came into my house. This was uh, the Nintendo Quest uh, house. So you know which one I mean. Yeah. And um, I remember she was looking at all the stuff. She was looking around at everything. And she's just like, wow, this is all really cool. She's like, all this stuff will be really cool in your man cave. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I live on my own. What do you mean? She's like, well, when we get our place. I was like, whoops, see ya. That was like second date, I think. Oh my like, goodness. The like, balls no, on gonna... her to, to just suggest that she could make a sweeping yeah. change to how you like yeah. to live. I mean, I get it. I get where she's coming from. A shared space is a shared space. You know, you second should... date? Second date? Yeah, that's, no, that's a little no. presumptuous there, lady. Yeah. You know, yeah. Of course, I'm respectful. You know, it's not just my way or the highway with stuff, but. Uh yeah people i'm involved with they definitely know what they're getting that's for sure yeah well i mean why would you hold back right so yeah uh you're i think one of the lucky few people i know from people i know in the collector community the toy community that has more than one space where toys can be comfortably displayed and and put out there so i think that's cool but like i said even you are going to run out of space at a certain point what happens then I would I would really hate to say that I would sell stuff um, because it really, honest to God, is such a part of me. Um, you can't have I, everything and you can't have no, a spot for everything either. No, Even if you no. store it and put it in bins, your, your basement would be packed floor to ceiling with bins eventually because new yeah. stuff keeps coming out. Yeah, um, and you don't want that. Um, I'm very... I'm a little more picky. I don't want to say very because I just posted the other day about a Sabine Wren figure that I couldn't say no to, but I'm just contradicting myself by saying I'm more choosy and picky now, but clearly that's not the case. Um, I, okay. Let me rephrase. I don't feel the need to get an entire uh, like wave. So a new wave of star Wars will come out. I don't feel obligated to get all of them anymore. Um. Are you that way with your stuff? I mean, I guess it depends on the series, right? Like the new Joe stuff, I definitely want all the figures, but I don't need all the weird variants. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, I mean, I was when classics came out through Maddie Collector, I subscribed, I think, to the first two or three years, and then I went straight to pick and choose. Part of it was finances, part of it was it was already starting to get obscure after about 40 characters, which is okay right. if you want those characters, but when you're really looking for the main characters first. And it was like, mm, okay, I'll just wait. And I remember cherry picking like Randor and Scareglow and Bo from like that third or fourth year uh, instead of just getting, you know, all, all the 12, uh, you know, even now with the TMNT ultimates that I wasn't going to get, but now I'm getting, I've, I've got most of them kind of set aside, but I, I haven't got them all. Like I'm not a huge fan of Mondo Gecko. I get that people like him and he's a kind of weird looking character, which is in his own right. Same with Mutagen Man, but I'm good. I don't, I don't need them. I really think Muckman's cool and he looks like a giant character, but I'll get, you know, Bebop and Rocksteady because core character, Shredder, sure, the Four Turtles, Splinter, Baxter. But I probably, unless it's like a really strange character that is like that weird B character appeal thing, I probably won't get them all. Uh, 
trying to think what else is out there that I need. The cartoon turtles. I'm pretty much done with those. I don't even want uh, Trag and Granitor as far as the two packs. I just want to get Baxter and Splinter two pack, and I think Rat King and Vernon two pack, and then I think I'm done, depending on what they do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, I'm, I'm I just with... won't be collecting anymore, Jay. I've got three more figures I got to get, and then I'm done. I'm out of this. You're done for good. I'm done. You I'm done. Get the the blank I'm gonna, and then that's it yeah i'm gonna get my three thousand figures of the blank i'm just channeling all my money to buy the blank just like that guy nice. who bought thousands of copies of jurassic park for snes i don't know if you remember that yeah like he filled yeah. like a whole fridge of them that's what i'm gonna do with the blank except for i'm gonna put them in a freezer and then drive over it with my car until i only have one card left or one one figure left on card and then i'll have the only one we talked about this a couple of episodes ago about why people collect multiples of the same character that aren't uh, soldiers. Yeah. And I think my first encounter was actually, um, I was watching Dan Larson on Toy Galaxy and he's a huge Boba Fett, like Boba Fett's his thing, right? Sure. So he collects the Kenner uh, Boba Fett and he has, I think over 500 now or something, but since we chatted last time about that, I've been trying to think if I was to collect one figure that way to have hundreds of one figure, what would it be? I couldn't come up with an answer. What about you? If you had to army build one single character that's unique to the series, he's not a soldier, who would it be? And what would you do with them all? I already have, I already know what I would do and I have a movie wrapped around it. So I'm going to have to decline from answering. Sure. Because I don't want to give my movie away, but I but I certainly know who it would be, and I certainly know what I would do with them. I wouldn't keep them. I'll, I'll tell you that. But I w- I would want to get thousands of this character, right? And then use that character to represent like like it would be a symbol of what that character is to do something right. greater in the name of kind of what that character does. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Um, I would have to say so Aquaman and I would want to save the fish okay there I go I said it uh, it's it's funny I got um, my favorite character of all time is uh, Luke Skywalker specifically from Return of the Jedi and up until this year a few weeks ago they released an absolute perfect and I'm not even lying to you a perfect version of this figure in the 3.75 inch line and wouldn't you know it I can't get one that's right are you ready for this story okay I ordered it off Amazon.ca because I can't yeah can't find this figure. It came. The bubble was absolutely crushed. Um, I was like, of course it was crushed because I remember you showing me like, look what I got off Amazon. It was like it's like Walmart shipping stories. Yeah. It's it's horrible. He's crushed. The figure's fine, but I obviously want him on the card back. So they sent the replacement. I can't even make this stuff up. The package is absolutely perfect. The figure is looking. To the right, the <laughs> eyes are the eyes are off center, painted, painted off center, so you can see where the eyeball is, like the flesh color. Yeah, and then you can see that the paintbrush was just a little bit too much to the right, so he looks like he's looking. No, like no, no, that. that's the variant, Jay. That's the Amazon cut eye, Luke Skywalker. That's the horrible luck Bartlett version. So I have a third one that should be arriving this week. But I'm like, what stopping. is the deal with Luke Skywalker? Like, the sculpt has never been you know, on point exactly. for Luke. Yeah. They've yeah. had spelling mistakes on, on the character's name, you know, and Anytime. there's certainly enough iterations of Luke that they could have yeah. made it better from, you know, new hope to like X-wing pilot. 
I say New Hope, I mean like farm boy, white kind of, you know, yeah. tunic, the X-Wing pilot, Hoth, <laughs> Stormtrooper, Jedi, uh, Dagobah, Clouds. Is it is it like Dagobah Luke where he's just got like um, like the the muscle tea kind of deal and then cloud city yeah well yeah yeah i mean there's uh, there's a, a vintage line version the most expensive luke is luke skywalker from dagobah landing how specific is this yeah. so it's when he gets out of the x-wing jumps into the water and crawls out there's a yeah. there's a version of that very 10 second part his hair is all wet and he's wet and stuff um i think it's They've, there's been some really great Luke figures, but up until the last few years, they've never been able to get the likeness right. Uh, um, I almost want to say that the old Kenner one is probably the best up until I saw this one. Uh, I like the Black Series one as well, but um, when I saw this one was coming out of this wave, which is weird because this year in 2020, we're getting a lot of Return of the Jedi stuff, and that's three years away from the 40th on that one. But I just can't believe, can you believe my luck? Everyone out there, can you believe my luck? Please, I just want a good Jedi Luke. Please so help Jedi me. Luke would be the one that you'd get like a hundred of or, or continually buy? This figure, yes, this particular figure. But let's just start at one. Uh, I would say um, Scott Bernard from the Matchbox Robotech, but forget that. I think there's only three of them out there. <laughs> or maybe Storm Shadow version two. Yeah. Matt Tracker? Maybe him. No, not Matt Tracker. Cobra Commander? No. I don't think so. I'm not really huge on the vintage Cobra Commanders. There's something about them that aren't quite right to me. His head's always been gigantic, especially on the, the chrome mask one. Turtles but, is hard uh, to do because you kind of need to have four of them. It's really hard to love one turtle and resist buying the other yeah. ones. So that's hard. I mean, you could do He-Man or Skeletor, I think, pretty well. But then it's like, oh my god, trying to do it with like vintage He-Man, it would be so expensive now. That's expensive. And then like um, even like one battle guy, armor. I know? saw one guy online the other day. He had Mamunadons, which is Hammerhead, the the vintage Kenner ones, and he just had those glass cabinets, two of them full. So it was just brown and blue, brown and blue wow. everywhere. It looked so damn cool. And yeah, it's like for a character like that that really doesn't do anything, the camera pans across him on the cantina. That's it. It's like, where does that fascination come from to that character? It's like aesthetically, you you love it so much that you just want multiples and multiples of it. I find that fascinating. I really do. We are, we are like really running over time here. Sure. But we're going to go to the next topic and, and see what happens. Um, is that is that good with you? You think we should do the next topic, or or should we wrap it up with our figure spotlight? Hey, you know what? That's up to you. The great thing about podcasts, um, you know, there there's no there's no limit. If your schedule allows it, let's do it. If not, we can do it another day. Well, I want to think of our audience here. We don't want them, you know, stuck into a three hour discussion. You know. Oh come on, Joe Rogan has people on for like four hours. Yeah, you're, are you you're, saying we're you're, not as interesting as Joe Rogan? Come on! I forgot you're Come the on. Joe Rogan of toy collecting. I I apologize. What difference well, does it make? On, what on. does it? There we go. Okay. What difference so anyway, does it make? Let's... What does it matter? <laughs> we're gonna do it. Oh, how how psyched would you be for Bill Burr's character from Mandalorian? I can't remember his character's name. How oh, psyched we... would you be for that figure? Okay, you you want to talk about co collecting in value of space? Like, okay, I've got a little bit more space, but I don't have a lot of budget, and I've taken the plunge now into collecting Star Wars. I've backed the Razor Crest. Okay, I'm really excited about yeah. this, 
And, you know, it's almost kind of like a one and done set because you get Mando, you get Baby Yoda, you get the off-world Jawa on card, and you got kind of nice. So the only other characters you might want to get is like Cara Dune because you've seen her in there. Now I've got to get Frog Lady and her frogs if it goes in there so I can recreate all those scenes. And like yeah. every episode, it's like, well, now I got to get that. Now I got to get that. And I'm, I'm just doing Mandalorian though. But then I'm thinking already, it's like, okay, if I just did Mandalorian Star Wars collecting, okay. Yeah. One has to remember that there is more runtime in the Mandalorian series already than all the other films combined. Yeah. You know, Rebels, not, not, yeah. not including Rebels, Resistance, which is the new animated one, I think, or Clone Wars. But live yeah. action stuff, there's more in Mandalorian than I think the other movies combined already. So merchandising wise, if this was in the 2000s and George was still in charge, I would be in absolute heaven because we would get Frog Lady with the eggs. We would get the other two Mandos that were with Bo-Katan. You know, we would get all those obscure characters. And uh, I know we're, we're getting like Moff Gideon and Grief Karga. And those are main characters, though, right? I'm talking about yeah, the Frog Lady. Like, that would be cool, man. And her husband would be I mean, like really the Chase variant mail away guy or Comic Con exclusive. Right, exactly. I'm I'm really surprised that Disney of all people is not just pumping this stuff out, man. But instead, we keep getting the same characters. I'm not going to go on that tangent again. again. They're getting a bit better, but yeah. But again, you know, cater to the collectors. Create the Star Wars Collector Club. Let people sign up. Give them a figure a month. You know, make yeah. make your cut, and then you're and then just keep giving us the figures. Just give them to us instead of this hassle that, that we got. That would be great. One black series a month mailed to you. I mean, again, and I, I wasn't collecting Joe in uh, 2008 when they had the same with uh, Club Joe, right? They had the same mail away stuff. Like, I, mi I missed all that because I was so heavy into Star Wars. But that's such a cool idea. I think every series should do that. It would be awesome if you have enough characters. Yeah, I mean, almost any show could have it, right? I mean, you look even if you looked at like the first ten episodes of Joe, there are tons of characters there in the background that you could draw upon. Even if you just looked at like New Hope, right? There's just tons in the like. I mean, any here, here, here's what you do for all you toy manufacturers out there: get a license that has a bar scene, and then you're set for at least yeah, fifty characters. All you need is that bar scene or that final fight battle scene at the end in Act Three. You've got tons of characters forever. You know, Absolutely. You'll, you'll get your core three, four to six characters that move the story along on separate plot arcs. You'll get a couple of those characters that come around for one or two scenes that are like super memorable. Uh, and then you're going to have your other ones that are just background. And that's all you kind of need. And that's your, you know, your 20, 30, 40, 50 characters for that niche line. Uh, you know they're listening. You know Hasbro's obviously listening and watching this. So well, I didn't want to say anything, come but I, I send them the, the show link to a secret email. It was them. It was Hasbro yeah. and HasLab that said, you know what, guys, we really want you to do your show. Because we'd been on the fence. Do we do a podcast? Do we not do a podcast? How long can we do the podcast? for? <laughs> I don't know. The series is coming out. I kind of like my toys. I'm, I'm a bit of a shelfer. I just kind of want to keep shelving, you know? Well, okay. and it was you, you okay. and I talk every day about this stuff. And I kept bugging you i'm like why don't you just oh, hit record while we're talking you know just hit record and put it because i just want to be friends jay i don't want to save it for camera anymore <laughs> <laughs> and here we are I... on camera our friendship exists on camera and now we're both on tiktok the mighty tiktok at yeah. jay bartlett 75 at robin Zub. see us on tiktok show you everything that you see everywhere else but on tiktok but in 15 second intervals i haven't done a one minute video yet i'm still messing with the editing software in there but 
Um, just add it to Premiere wanted... and then then upload it from your phone. Oh, there you go. I wanted to um, go back a bit to what you were saying and do a hat tip to Funko and Pops specifically. Now, love them or hate them. I don't collect them anymore, but I did. I just was thinking while you're talking there. <clears throat> One reason I was so into Star Wars Pops specifically because Funko is making all those characters. So for Mandalorian, we literally had everything. So they, they had Quill, you know, Nick Nolte's character and stuff like that. We're getting him now in the Black Series. But Funko was doing all that stuff, man. So I was like, oh, there's that weird Mandalorian character. There's that obscure whatever. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say good stuff, Funko. But Disney really needs to step it up, man. And stop making the same damn characters yeah. every year. Okay, I got I got to tell you, it's a weird collecting confession, and and people are gonna be like, "What are you What are you talking about? Why didn't you figure this out earlier?" What collecting like, confessions? <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's our that's our new show. Six episodes collecting confessions. We're just gonna call it LFG, looking for group. Um, I didn't get what was so cool about the Black series. Like, why do we need six inch Star Wars characters? It's like we right. got the three and three quarters. It's always been three and three quarter. You know, whether you like one version or another, and that was fine. But of course, over the years, everybody's been like, give me a six-inch G.I. Joe, especially when Masters came out at the six-inch scale with classics. Everybody's like, give me a six-inch Joe. And it you know, it never happened because it never had really a series to build into it. There's always been Star Wars. And people were like, give us six-inch Star Wars forever. And I was just like, uh, it didn't really do anything to me. Until I started looking at stuff thinking, oh, that's actually kind of a cool character. I kind of want to hold like, you know, a Darth Vader that's six inches and, and like a Chewie yeah. that would be really cool and stuff. But then recently I've kind of like backpedaled a bit. I was starting to like, I have a couple black series figures cause they were like on sale and they're like $6 or something. Like I think I got Lando and uh, Ray from last Jedi, but right. I backpedaled a bit because there's this weird <laughs> line that's starting to get blurred in black series. And that's where they go. They have a bunch of these movie characters that are live action, but now they're bringing in characters from the animated series and so there's Sabine Wren there that you mentioned earlier. So it's like, it's not a cartoon version of the character, but it's not quite live action character. So for me, it doesn't feel like it fits, but it works, but it's not a hundred percent. It's like, yeah, this needs to be a yeah. black series character, but no, it should just be a six inch rebels character instead you know what I mean? It's it's a weird yeah. thing. And there was the other Rebels character, the I, I'm going to call him the Chewy stand-in. I think his name is Zep or Zach or Zeb. Zeb. Zeb yeah. yeah. That yeah. was like that's when it that's that was like okay that's really cartoony to me or like his character on Rebels is like obviously CG so like it's colorful and like the way it's rendered. But then I saw that and I was like, huh, I don't know. Yeah, so funny about that. I got my hands on all of those a couple of weeks ago. Um, I just looked at them. And I don't know, man. So you can see Sabine here. And uh, which way? There we go. So with the Black nope, Series. Can't, can't see her. Oh, that side. Okay, yeah. With the Black Series, I, I, it's the art I'm talking about. They have the portrait on the side now with the new style. And they've tried to make her look more realistic. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if I want a cartoon version like the way she looks on the show they're just trying to unify everything with the art style it's, it's got to be a big mean. question though like how, what do we do yeah. with this we we know that there's demand for this and here's the big character i'm going to point to where i think they're really going to have a trip up and it's a character that was just released that people were like oh finally there's a character of 
her. Finally, I can get her on Black Series. And this is Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka has been like one of those cult fan favorites for a while now. You know, from Clone Wars, uh, she's in Rebels. I haven't watched it, but I heard she's a really big part of it. But here, mm-hmm. here's the catch. Here's the rub. We know she's going to be in Mandalorian. Yes. So, you've already the figures already come out. Are we going to get a second version of Ahsoka that's going to have the likeness rights of what she looks like in Mandalorian? And now we're going to have two Ahsoka figures. That you you absolutely are because it's Rosario Dawson playing it right, yeah. and um, so she looks completely different than Ahsoka does in the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, there there will be, yeah. And I think you're going to see Ahsoka blow up. Like you said, she's always been like, had that cult status. But now, now she's going to be. I just feel like, I feel like knowing that she was going to be a live action character and they would have known for a while that they should have just held off and just done the one instead of this non-cartoon, not quite human, not quite cartoon, weird version. They can't do that because the reveal, right? No, I just think they should have held off. Like they shouldn't have announced it or shown it or anything until the series was over, like the season. Yeah, I can see what you're saying there. But there's been like even in the vintage line in 2012, we got an Ahsoka, which was actually it's the most viable vintage uh, figure that there is. And the card back so it's the vintage kenner style but it's an actual painting of ahsoka as she would look in real life and it's very strange um it's kind of like that yeah like i don't know man i don't, I don't know I, I passed on kanan who's freddie prince jr's character yeah. because he looked real but it was it was just weird that's one reason i didn't get a lot of the rebels um, it's like the uncanny valley right when you try to push a, a, an yeah. artificial animated character to the point of photorealism yeah. so much that the closer you get the more you actually distance yourself from it looking real because you can't quite nail it it's like when you have a cg character in a movie like um like when tarkin when they cg tarkin like it just pulls you right out it's like exactly i know that's peter cushing's likeness but it's not real Yeah, your brain figures it out instantly that that's not real you see it right away and they're getting close with stuff like they can get creatures down pretty good and you know last jedi with yoda being kind of a spirit they could hide a lot of stuff there but there's still something that tells me i can tell that this was added after the fact and not like an actual puppet like beside luke all the time and that was like, mm, it's still not there. I can still call bullshit on all this stuff. Yeah. And so I thought it was a really weird choice to see them blend like some sort of hybrid like representation of the characters. And that's distanced me a bit from that stuff. Uh, the, the hipster niche collector wants to go, oh, I, I like those. I'm just going to get those ones because I can compartmentalize like I am with, oh, I'm just going to get Mandalorian stuff, which is a deadly trap because you never say you're going to get just one thing in Star Wars. Because I have to get everything. Well, the, you've always said you're intimidated with Star Wars, and oh, it's so vast. I mean, and I'm not a diehard. You know, I love Star Wars, like yeah. you know most collectors love. But I'm not like you know I'm not eating droid cereal or three three C three POs. I guess they were called. You know, I don't. I- as you as you're sporting a Rancho Obi Wan T-shirt, which is hilarious. Uh, you, you don't I'm look not, over here. I'm not a diehard at all. I just went to Rancho Obi Wan. <laughs> hey, well, that that was for the series. What can I say? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> hilarious, man. That's hilarious. 
That's the uh, opening right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm finding easier ways to dip into it. You know, talk about like an easy way to dip into it with the Haslab Razor Crest. Oh, I'll just get this and then I'll be done. Sure, you will, buddy. Ship. Sure, yeah. you will, buddy. So uh, I'm not going to go into the second topic because we we got we discovered something really fun there. But let's go to figure spotlight. Is uh, sure. is Sabine Ren your figure spotlight, or are you or are you getting something? No, else? no, I have uh, someone different off the shelf. Um, I guess I'll go. Okay. Uh, again, my love for these niche characters and those characters that uh, kind of just appear in one or two episodes. When I show you this character, um, I'm pretty sure in Masters of the Universe there was a character like him. So okay. y- you can guide me that way. This character is from Thundercats. <clears throat> So this is Safari Joe. That's kind of like Craven. Exactly. Exactly. Safari Joe was a sport hunter. And of course he went to third earth and sport hunted the Thundercats and he's a deadly warrior and he's one of the most expensive Thundercats in the line. Um, Yeah. I just wanted to show him off, but I know there's an episode of the original masters where there's a hunter or a collector guy, right? Yeah. There's always that collector there's always those collectors episodes, right? Where they try to collect the champions from each planet and then they put them in the games together. I want to say it's like pawns of the game yeah. master or something is the name of the episode. Yeah. 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 You're right. Each show kind of has that. Yeah. DC um, did a lot. Of, Marvel did it a lot. So it only makes sense that masters did it. That's a cool character. Um, to call back a little bit um, uh, from an episode that we did a couple of weeks ago. So this here, this gun itself is a couple hundred in its own. So this would be a case where, I got it complete. I wouldn't piece it together because yeah, you're going to go and you might as well just get the whole thing. Right. But right. Safari Joe, Thundercats. LJM. Awesome. There you go. So w- can I ask you what you paid for that? Or is that top secret knowledge? Uh, Safari Joe, I got him for two hundred Canadian. Yeah. 200 Canadian. He's worth about four. The, the guy I met online really, um, he was a really good dude and he just uh, wanted to help me out. And that was the only Thundercat he had. And that was really the only one I was looking for. So it was meant to be. Oh, that's awesome. I've got three figures here. They're um, all related to Masters of the Universe. Uh, one of my good friends online, Josh Van Pelt. Um, he's got he's part of the Power and Honor Foundation, which does a lot of archivist type stuff for Masters. He has all these claim sales all the time. Yeah, uh, like we're talking like hundreds of items, rare, common, everything in between test shots, prototypes, artwork, store displays, like everything you can think of, probably because he's really connected with the Power and Honor Foundation, which preserves everything He-Man and She-Ra. Um, he's got so he does a lot of like selling stuff and i know he was looking to buy some stuff and this was part of his personal collection and flip him so i got three things from him in the mail the other day i've got um i'm only gonna pick one to show because it's just figure spotlight not figure or mail call or anything like that so jay i just want you to pick a number one two or three and that's what i'll showcase for this i'm an odd number guy i gotta go three three okay yeah so this is a, a super seven release um I didn't get a chance to get the character originally when Maddie Collector released her. Um, but then Super 7 did a line of Ultimate figures for Masters. Uh, it was early on when they first started the Ultimate moniker. And this was a character I wanted for Classics, but the Classics one didn't have everything I wanted. There were several, several iterations of the Classics figure. But the Ultimates packaged it all together in one nice package. And when I saw this go up as part of the claim sale, I'm like, yep done 100 percent. so this is ultimate tila 
So oh, wow. I'm going to take her out of the box to show you. You can kind of see everything she's got. And they also had ultimates for He-Man and Skeletor, Ram Man and Faker. Those were all that this, they had. Okay, I'm not going to say anything until I see it. I'm wondering if it's the one I'm thinking it is. So, as you can see, it comes on more of a classic vintage style card back, but it's the classics figure. Wow. With the alternate heads. So you got like Battleground Tila here with the, with the wavy hair and the alternate in 2000X. And of course, the snake headdress and the staff is there as well and the sword. Um, but I, again, I never got the classics. And every time I wanted to pull the trigger on one on, online, it was just like, ah, uh, it didn't have, you know, the other accessories. So when I saw this, it was like, yeah, this is awesome. And then you can see like on the back here, just like the, you know, the Man. original vintage, you can see like Faker and Ram Man, which are the other ones on, on my list to get at some point. But she is really awesome. And we talk about packaging classics, you know, I like this packaging better than the classics. They're not that much different, but I prefer to have, you know, a vintage style packaging for these things. And they didn't make a lot of these. And it was a very short kind of time that these were available. I've never even seen that. So that's not the one I was thinking of. Um, were you thinking of that Club, Club Grayskull? I was thinking about the green Tila classic. Oh, the one. goddess. The goddess. Yeah, that one. Yeah. 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 That's what I thought it was. Um, that one is awesome, man. And I've always loved the Masters Universe art. Uh, for the vintage so that's that's gonna be tough are you gonna open that <laughs> no i'm gonna that? keep this one sealed knowing that i've got this the way i want it with all the accessories yeah. packed in there now i'm hoping just to find a loose classics tila that i compare you know with man at arms and, and Adam. see to go to go back real quick to the rule of two for everyone who's listening uh you'll see a lot of contradictions here with what we're saying because <laughs> it's so difficult like every figure has to be judged on a case by case basis. There's no like rule set, I guess, you know, it's like, well, here's the problem I have for yeah. this. And this is the problem I have for a lot of current figures that get released. There is a ton of accessories here, you know? So yeah. I have bags like Ziploc bags of like extra hands and like weapons and stuff that I want my figure this way. Well, now I've got like, you know, literally seven other hands or eight other hands that I'll never use because this is the way I want it. I'm not yeah, going to sit there like, and interchange it. So like what are, I yeah. get that everybody's going to have a different way they want to do it, but like, I, it feels like a waste to me. I don't want that excess, you know, you know, management of inventory. I like it all packaged together like this. So I don't even have to worry about what's going to happen with it or just carry out. Like when I moved, I had like three bins of just hands and like shields and swords and stuff like that, which of course are valuable. But when you want your figure displayed a certain way, then they become extraneous. Yeah, I agree. I have a bunch of clear bins too. Uh, a lot of the NECA turtle stuff, you know, with bags oh. and this is, you know, Leo Raff's bag or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's all, it's all about changing up the poses too. I don't know if, um, Nope. One and done. A lot of my guys are just standing at attention. Um, but some of them are in poses. I don't know. It's, it's tough to say, but yeah, I mean the extra hands NECA, especially just does an excessive amount of extra hands one hand have all the sloppy hands you can get it's like turtles have like three sets each and then you're like okay there's pointing then there's high five and there's eating a pizza and then there's like rock and roll and yeah i get it i get it i get it they can do a lot they've got fingers you guys are great you got the license move on (laughs) but this is funny coming from the guy who bought the second issue turtle cartoon neck is because they could hold pizza my favorite accessory whoa my favorite accessory is the pizza 100 i did i love it it's even 
with my turtles right now, I don't have any accessories out except to have the two different pizzas out there. Yeah, I love, I love it. So cool. Well, that's our figure spotlight for the week. Let us know what you guys think. I wanted to add a new thing to the show, kind of piggybacking off of what we did a few episodes again, what you just followed up with uh, Safari Man, Safari Joe, what's his name? Safari Joe. Safari yeah. Joe. Uh, I'm going to show an accessory to the camera. And then in the comments, guys, or, or reach out to us somehow. Yeah, in the comments on YouTube, because you can listen to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Plays, all the podcast platforms. But we also put this up on YouTube so you can see what we're doing, which for everybody just listening, well, you really just missed out on the visual aspect that we just spent time on. <laughs> I want everybody to try to identify what this piece is. This is a small accessory. And if you get it, you're going to get some Jay and Rob Toy Show special points. They're not oh, redeemable. They're not worth anything. But I will make a list behind the scenes of everybody that gets it right first, not piggybacking off other answers. And maybe you'll go into a draw down the road for something kind of fun. Maybe your name gets carried over to a special random drawing or contest. So this week's accessory is this. Maybe put it up a little closer there. there so you go. Take, take a look at this. Move it around, yeah. So that's the one side, okay? That's the other side. There. Jay, do you know what this is? <sighs> Maybe. I'll tell you after the show. I think I have an idea. Well, I've got to give this to you, Jay, because I promised I would, because I found it in, in a box that I got. Okay. So take a look at it, guys. Again, there it is. It's obviously yellow. It's really small. Oh, yeah. Primarily circular. That's that. If you know what this is, be the first to comment on our YouTube show. You can just search Jane Rob Toy Show on YouTube. Put the comment in there. We'll try to do one of these every week if I have enough accessories. I just said I had millions of hands. So every episode going forward might be whose hand is this? <laughs> but here you go. So the answer yeah. is always Ninja Turtles. The, yeah, yeah. You got one in four chance of telling me what turtle it is. There you go. So. That'll do it for another episode of the Jay and Rob Toy Show. For the love of toys, take care of each other and yourself. What? You don't like that? That was your thing. Until next time, take care of yourself. Take care of yourself other. and each other. Okay. Again, remind people where they can find you online. Yes, I was going to say, geez. Um, I have a very... Well, let me start that again. Guys, you can find me online uh, through any social media just with my name, Jay Bartlett. I have a YouTube channel that focuses specifically on toys, so check it out. Jay Bartlett, not the exorcist, the toy collector. And you can find me on Twitter and now TikTok at Rob McZob. So, for the love of toys, take care of yourself and each other. Mm -hmm.